listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 19th of May 2022. Uh, later, US shares have their worst day since June 2020. But first to Australia's labour market and the unemployment rate has hit a near 48-year low in April at 3.9%. Technically, to two decimal points, it's 3.85%. For more about what it means about the economy, what it says about the jobs market and the potential for future interest rates given wages is growing below the rate of inflation, I spoke earlier with Paul Bloxham, the Chief Economist at HSBC. Paul, how would you describe Australia's employment market and what were the standout numbers for you in this Labor Force report? Well, the labour market is tight. The, the unemployment rate is 3.9%, which is its lowest level since the mid-1970s. Uh, and most of the measures in, in the labour force report tell us that this labour market is tight. Um, the, you know, the, the, the standout is that we've got a, a very tight labour market, but yesterday's numbers on wages aren't showing that there's that much of a pickup in wages growth going on yet. So, so the key question is, when will the very tight labour market start to deliver a decent pickup in, in, in wages growth? And we think that's coming, but we think it's actually going to be pretty gradual, the pickup in wages growth. If we go through some of the numbers, right, and we talk about that, that tight labour market that you're talking about, underemployment, underutilisation, um, 13 and a half a year low, what does that say about just how tight the market is and all this spare capacity in the market? Well, it tells us that the labour market is is tight across a range of metrics. In some ways, this should be unsurprising. The economy is doing quite well. Demand is lifting. We're growing our economy. But at the same time, we had a closed border for quite a substantial period of time. We lost a lot of workers that would otherwise have come here. And although we've reopened that border, um, it's going to take time for those workers to come back. So I think the very tight labour market reflects that combination of lifting demand, but also quite heavily constrained supply until very recently. Back to your first point, why do you think we're not seeing those significantly higher wages when the market's so tight then? Well, there's a lot of inertia in the wage setting process in Australia, and a lot of that comes from the institutional arrangements we've got. You know, we've got almost 40% of workers on enterprise bargaining agreements. They tend to be two to three years long, and they haven't rolled over yet. So, Yes, there are definitely shortages in some parts of the labour market and we're seeing wages rise in some areas, but it's not a broad-based story yet. It'll take some time for it to feed through. What does this all mean for the Reserve Bank and interest rates if we are seeing higher inflation, a jobless rate now with a number of under four at the front of it, yet wages not growing as fast as what some people may have thought it could? The RBA shifted tactics quite a bit just recently. They were saying that they were going to wait to see a decent pickup in wages growth before starting to lift interest rates. But what happened is the inflation numbers were just so strong in the first quarter that they really felt compelled to start lifting interest rates even without that lift in wages growth. If the wages growth is still only gradual and only picks up slowly, I think that will mean that the RBA will have to lift interest rates by less than otherwise. Now, that's not to say they're not lifting rates. We think they're going to lift rates in June, July and August. But the market has in mind that the cash rate might be somewhere around about 2.7%, 2.8% by the end of the year. And I think that's unlikely if we don't see a really strong pickup in wages growth. It's our central case that the cash rate will be closer to something like one35 
Paul Bloxham there, the Chief Economist at HSBC. It all comes on day with the Australian share market fell by 1.7%, the 200, 7,064. It follows a pretty horror day on Wall Street where shares there fell the most since June 2020. For more, I spoke earlier with Angus Geddes. He is the CEO of Fat Profits. Angus, the Australian share market's down today following the US. Target, the department store in the US, issued a profit warning there. It's worried about the rising impact of higher fuel and transport costs and what it will have on margins. When we start to see inflation hitting the consumer staples, right, just how much of a concern is that and why? Look, I mean, there is a concern in the US that the economy is beginning to slow down. Uh, the US stock markets have fallen quite heavily, you know, on, on fears that recession is possibly around the corner because of inflation, higher interest rates, uh, supply constraints. But, uh, you know, I think it is important to make the differentiation that the US stock, stock market was quite overvalued. Uh, significantly more uh, than perhaps many other stock markets around the world. So we're seeing a bigger reaction uh, in US stocks, you know, on a growth slowdown uh, concerns. It's not just that word inflation, though. It's it's also stagflation, I guess. We heard from the US uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warning that higher food and energy prices are having stagflationary effects. Is there a real possibility that things will likely get worse before they get better and we may see, as you mentioned, a, a recession in some parts of the world? Look, there are always risks that uh, the rec- you know a recession could be around the corner and that the economy could slow down markedly. I guess my view is that inflation potentially is peaking as we speak and uh, some of those supply constraints, uh, high fuel costs, you know, we're seeing some of those pressures begin to abate. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, the selling in the US stock market uh, could be a little bit premature, certainly if it turns out that the US doesn't actually go into recession. So how is all of this being reflected in our share market? I think Australia is looking really good. Uh, number one, we've got a much lower level of valuation than the US. Our, our, our uh, price earnings multiple across the market is lower. Uh, we've also got quite strong growth prospects. You know, we're looking for sort of four and a half percent GDP growth. Uh, you know, over the coming year. So, uh, you know, given that, uh, you know, there's a lot less risk in the Australian stock market, and I think that's. Perhaps, you know, that valuation advantage is one of the reasons why we're just not going down as much as the US. And in this environment, though, we're still seeing higher inflation, higher interest rates. What are the opportunities? How exactly are you guys playing it? I think, uh, you know, the biggest reaction we've seen overseas by far and away is this uh, this, this, this sell-off in growth stocks, expensive PE uh companies with, you know, technology companies with very high PEs. We're just not seeing that translate to Australia. We have a much more value-centric stock market. Most of our large companies would qualify as value, you know, and they simply sell for lower price-earning multiples. So essentially there's less risk. Angus Geddes there, CEO, Fat Profits. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. 
you should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.